Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Tuesday, January 18th. During this Omicron surge of the COVID pandemic, testing has once again become sort of a flashpoint. With the highly contagious nature of Omicron and the ever-changing guidance about when to test, how frequently, even how urgently, and then of course there's the issue of supply and demand. My KCBS radio colleague Keith Menconi has been covering testing and the accompanying challenges. Starting tomorrow on Wednesday, uh, that's when the federal government's website opens up to have a home testing kit sent to you free of charge. Uh, But that still, I think, doesn't quite crystallize the best practices around when to test, how frequently to test, if you even should be testing. So you spoke with a friend of uh, KCBS Radio, certainly a friend of Bay Current Podcast, uh, Dr. Peter Chin Hong at UCSF, and got a little bit more on testing and using tests as a screening tool. What did uh, Dr. PCH have to say about testing as it stands today? with everything that we know about Omicron and the shortage of testing. Notorious PCH. Let's see if we can make that stick. I think it's um, sticking. He he really likes the the <laughs> acronym. We, we talked about that. He likes it. So we'll keep it going. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This has been a huge point of confusion, and especially just the amount of emphasis that has been put on the message of you should get tested as a screening tool um, before you go to any sort of meetup or gathering, especially gatherings that involve high-risk individuals, people that aren't vaccinated, people that are immune-compromised. That was a big message, especially before Thanksgiving, where we were hearing, you know, if you are going to meet up with your family for Thanksgiving, you should get that rapid test right when you get there, and that will give you a snapshot of your uh, current infectivity. Uh, It's possible that you will be infected uh, at that moment and that the test will miss it, but the test will at least tell you um, whether or not your uh, infection has progressed to such a degree that you could infect anybody else at that gathering. That's what we were being told in November. And uh, I personally took a lot of comfort in that because I have a niece who is too young to get vaccinated yet, and I don't want to be the uncle who gets my niece sick. So I was uh, following that advice religiously. But you skip ahead a little bit into the Omicron surge, and we start getting these concerning reports, uh, concerning studies that are suggesting that the at-home rapid tests are not doing as good a job of picking up the Omicron infection. And the picture that is starting to crystallize is that essentially you are going to have a few days 
maybe two, maybe three, where you will not only be infected, but also infectious, and the at-home rapid tests won't pick it up. Um, and so that was all very concerning uh, and made me wonder, so what is the point of even using these tests right. if you're going to have that window uh, where potentially you could infect other people, doesn't that make these tests kind of useless? And so uh, I put that te- uh, put that question to Dr. Peter Chin Hong, and what he said was, "There's no such thing as reducing your risk to zero. So any amount of risk reduction is a good thing. So it's it's let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. These tests still are going to catch an awful lot of infections, so they're still worth doing. And if you're concerned about that window of time, what you can do is button up in the days before uh, you're going to have that meeting so that you can at least know when you test on the day of that meeting, the, the day of that family gathering, Uh, you can be pretty certain that whatever infection you would have had would have progressed to the point by then of being detectable by the test. So basically, I don't know how well that comes across without, you know, pictures and diagrams. But what I'm trying to say is (laughs) uh, if if you're having that meetup on Saturday, uh, be very careful for, you know, at least Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, so that let's say you potentially got infected Tuesday, well, that's probably going to show up in your test when you get that test on Saturday. Whereas if you weren't careful and you got infected on, say, Thursday, there's a chance that you would be infectious by Saturday and it wouldn't be caught. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the latest, greatest advice from Dr. Peter Chin Hong. And that's what I'm going to be living my life by for the foreseeable future. And understandably so, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, a question about the efficacy of, of these tests, especially with... Omicron, can they detect Omicron, as you mentioned, um, early enough, Omicron being uh, much more contagious, but less virulent. So you may not be symptomatic as you're getting ready to go to a family gathering on a Saturday. So uh, you may not think to do the things like take your temperature or uh, the other steps for, you know, closely monitoring your own symptoms of potential, uh, you know, COVID infection. And so has Omicron and the introduction of this latest variant into the COVID atmosphere uh, impacted anything in terms of uh, the effectiveness of these tests or any guidance from medical professionals about how to approach testing uh, with Omicron now, the predominant variant that we're dealing with? Well, that's kind of uh, the debate right now is just how much sensitivity have we lost as a result from Omicron And it seems like there's uh, a few things that might be going on to contribute to this loss in sensitivity. One thing that's been suggested is that it's not that the test is actually any worse at detecting Omicron. It's just that because Omicron is so much more infectious... Uh, it takes less virus for the for uh, an Omicron infected person to transmit to another person. So basically, you're at a level of uh, viral, uh, your, your, your virus load is uh, at a lower level, so low that the test won't detect it. But because it's Omicron and it's so infectious, it's enough to infect other people. So that's that's kind of one of the, the complicated factors that are going into uh, how well these tests are working. And uh, the general consensus seems to be from doctors, uh, much like uh, Dr. Peter Chin Hong said, 
these tests still have a valuable role to play, um, but we shouldn't be putting our full faith in them. You know, if uh, all the other steps that one might take to keep friends and family safe, still important. Uh, you still want to if you can, uh, isolate as much as you can before you're going to have a high-risk meeting. Uh, you still want to, if you're meeting a really uh, high-risk person, probably mask up, wash your hands, keep some social distance, and just in general in your life, you know, get that uh, three-shot uh, three mix. Uh, so all those things remain important. Uh, I think that uh, the way to look at the tests is just one additional tool, one additional safety tool that should be a part of a broader arsenal. Now, let's switch from the in-home and rapid test to the, the conventional PCR test. You have another story that you've worked on uh, about uh, Santa Clara County health officials and what they're trying to do to, it sounds like, limit the the burden on hospitals and on clinics uh, and even, you know, the larger testing sites, uh, because a lot of folks don't want to deal with the in-home or the rapid test. They want to go get the, the PCR test, the, the much more effective test. But there is a tremendous strain right now, obviously, on our healthcare systems. And what is Santa Clara County saying about uh, how what they're advising people to do for folks that either are symptomatic and want the 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 better test, the PCR test, or just don't trust the in-home rapid test? It was a surprisingly blunt message that we got from Santa Clara County Health Officer Dr. Sarah Cody, essentially saying. Right now, there simply are not enough tests to go around. There's not enough uh, lab testing capacity for those PCR tests, and there are not enough rapid tests to uh, distribute to people to use uh, at home. So uh, however you slice it or dice it, we need to be smart about how we use these tests, who uses these tests, and when they use them. So essentially, she held a press conference uh, late last week that was aimed at putting down some rules of the road to let people know when it, does it make sense to get uh, a PCR test, when does it not make sense to get a PCR test. I, I think essentially they're, uh, like you said, trying to take some pressure off of the system and making sure that these tests are used in the smartest way possible. So who should go get a PCR test and who should look at alternatives? The general guidelines are going to be basically what you expect. If, if you have had a if you're if you're experiencing symptoms you should go get a PCR test and if you have had an exposure you should go get a PCR test Dr. Cody points out that the PCR tests are more sensitive in general. They will do a better job of picking up an infection. Uh, but she says uh, the rapid at-home tests work at, uh, as well, so uh, you shouldn't shy away from those. Um, as a quick side note, most of those are um, shipped with two tests inside, and that actually does increase the sensitivity if you take the, the one test uh, on uh, one day and then you wait at least a day and a half to take the second test. That is going to increase the sensitivity to near PCR levels. So that's the recommended way to use them. Uh, although, you know, with the testing scarcity, you kind of have to weigh that, uh, what your particular needs are. I think that's important, too, because yeah. like it, it, you get the, the kit that has the two tests in it. You know, you get that, uh, you get a positive and you're convinced that you don't have I mean, A lot of folks, you know, will <laughs> want to, I've known people, frankly, that, that take two of them back to back because they're convinced that the first one's going to be a false positive or a false negative. But so it sounds like definitely wait at least a full day between taking that second 
P, uh, that second in-home test before confirming? Right. And the reason for that is because the infection, you're, you're going to have different viral loads throughout the course of your infection. Right. And so if you are infected and it missed it on the first day that you tested, uh, probably why that happened is you simply hadn't developed enough virus in your body yet for it to be detectable. But you wait another day and a half uh, you're probably going to be on another day where you're more infectious, you're, you're dropping more uh, virus out of your system, and it will detect that. So you, you really want that window of time uh, before you can say with a, a little bit more certainty, okay, I know like over this whole period, I wasn't having enough virus, therefore I'm probably not infected. So that's, that's yeah. a, a really important um, thing to keep in mind is all of these are just a snapshot for one day, you know, yeah. uh, and, and the picture does change from uh, day to day. Um, the, the big thing that I think the county is trying to discourage people from doing um, is uh, to, once you have that negative at-home test, they don't want you to go to a testing site and confirm it with a PCR test. Hmm. Their message is, if you get the at-home positive, consider yourself positive, that's, that's done. You know, you can, especially if you got symptoms, you should just assume you have COVID, you should isolate, you should do follow all the guidelines, that is good enough. You don't need to confirm that with a PCR test, that's going to waste a test. Mm -hmm. And that's also going to bring you out of the house and potentially into positions where you could infect other people. So they're, they're really trying to discourage that. They're also trying to discourage people from getting a PCR test, at, uh, 90 days, anywhere within 90 days after you have uh, tested positive for COVID, had a COVID infection. Um, and the reason for that is uh, the PCR tests are very sensitive and they are going to detect uh, viral fragments for a very long time after your initial infection took place. So even uh, if you have not been reinfected, you um, it might still pick up your initial infection. And so uh, you'll get a positive test, even though it's really just the remnants of this old COVID infection that you had that probably isn't even active anymore. They may just be uh, uh, non-moving virus uh, particles. Interesting. Um, so uh, that's another instance where they don't want you to waste that test and also waste the anxiety of get it, getting that uh, false uh, positive. And then finally, the, the other the other big thing that they're really trying to discourage, and uh, we've reported on this as well, uh, uh, hospitals throughout the Bay Area also trying to discourage this, don't go to the emergency room to get a COVID test. Uh, it's putting a strain on emergency rooms throughout the Bay Area. Basically, people with very mild COVID infections showing up, they just want that peace of mind. It's understandable. You feel lousy. You want to get some certification verifying that what you're feeling really is COVID. And so, you know, you, natural to just think, I should go to the hospital and get this checked out. But if it is that mild infection, for the most part, you don't need treatment. You just need to isolate at home, rest, drink water, uh, and um, it, it just you're not you're, you're not going to get any additional treatment by going there. Uh, and it, it, it is putting a strain on ERs that have so many other things to worry about at this moment. So the message from the ER, uh, from from hospitals and from the county at this point is don't go to the ER to get tests. That's not what it's for. So basically, if I had to put a bow on everything that we've talked about, Keith, the, the message is be patient. <laughs> Patience. And this is the this has been the message that we've been dealing with for <laughs> to, over two years now with this pandemic and patience in terms of, you know, getting 
the in-home and the rapid tests that if you get a, a positive that you're not convinced is a positive or a negative that you're convinced is not a negative, don't immediately take another test. Wait at least another day before taking that that second in-home test. And then when it comes to getting a PCR test, be patient enough to where you're not going to an ER or you're not getting a test out of an abundance of caution. Only get a test if you have had a contact or if you have specific COVID symptoms and don't go to the ER. Try and get it uh, through your medical provider or through a testing site. So, uh, you know, again, we're dealing with this message of be patient during this pandemic, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, what patience looks like for a lot of people at this moment is quietly isolating or quarantining uh, at home. Yeah. And if you do have those symptoms, you do have to assume whether you have a positive test or not, that it's COVID and you need to follow the procedures uh, that are recommended, which is basically uh, stay in your room, uh, uh, try to stay away from even your housemates uh, as much as you can and just, you know, lock down uh, as much as possible. And that is frustrating. And it's it's understandable why somebody would want that extra layer of verification. But, you know, at this point with resources stretched this thin, you kind of just have to assume when uh, you have those symptoms that it is likely an Omicron infection. Uh, although uh, they are also uh, health officials also quick to say if you do have more concerning symptoms, you know, trouble breathing, uh, heart problems, chest pain, that is the time to go to the ER. So definitely pay attention to those symptoms. Keith Benconi, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks again to my colleague, Keith Minconi. And you can always stay up to date on the latest on Omicron, on COVID, and impacts felt around the Bay Area on our website at kcbsradio.com. And new episodes of the Bay Current podcast are out every day. We'd love to be part of your daily routine. So please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And each episode is on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. There's a link in our show notes. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.